This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, talking football, Premier League football. In this podcast, we'll be reacting to match week 20, right in the middle of the festive fixtures. And a match week which allowed us to take a really close look at all the top six teams and others as well. But before we get started, Rob, we do ask our listeners to rate and review our podcast from wherever you get your download them from, your podcast from. We read out the best ones in our next pod. Now, we've got a really detailed one here. And thanks very much to Ruben1991. Um, it's pretty long, so I'll try and summarize it. But he's basically saying he's been listening to a podcast since it started as a Spurs fan. And generally, I really liked it. It tends to be timely and good to tide me over between weekends and week games. A few small things I think could help the podcast. There's a couple here, Rob. Yeah. Um, and I'll summarize them a little bit. Sometimes you, you can get a little carried away with individual games without delving into the context. Uh, bigger picture season, overall table, etc., etc. That was the first thing. And then the second thing. It's interesting. I think you've gone way overboard on Liverpool and have shortchanged Arsenal and Chelsea. This is coming from a Spurs fan, mind you. There's nothing between Liverpool, Spurs, Chelsea and Arsenal when they're starting 11s, in my opinion, and they can all beat one another on any particular day. Despite tepid performances, Liverpool t- talk tends to be very positive, even though Spurs and United finished ahead of them last season. So, first of all, um, Ruben, 1991. Mm. Thanks so much for it. I just, you know, it's going to take us on nicely, Rob, to our yeah. first game that we're going to talk about. He's sort of yeah. saying, you know, we're going overboard on mm. Liverpool. Well, I, I, I respectfully disagree. I think it is a big story. I think where they are right now on the table and in this particular game, Rob, I think people in Liverpool or the red side of Liverpool are going to get are getting mm. particularly excited right now. Yeah, Ruben isn't one of our bosses, is he? He was like that normal <laughs> great show and then the slap around the yeah. head, but he is some improvement places. But uh, no, we, we take it on board and mm. thanks very much for, for the comments and criticisms. And I think this also, Rob, I think putting into context, I think this was written maybe a couple of weeks ago, maybe, maybe. before in the position we're in now. We've had the yeah. Boxing Day that we said was a dramatic day. We've had um, Liverpool now putting five past Arsenal against a big six team and absolutely rolling them over. And maybe, you know, I'm certainly a bit knee-jerk Johnny get into things in the emotional side and, and want to be behind a club like Liverpool at this time in, in terms of what they're producing out on the football pitch, Rob. We, mm. I have said for a while that in terms of football and, and what's on the pitch, I believe they can go all the way and certainly make it, make it to, to May. I've questioned that sort of emotional control, maybe more from the fans and what that's going to mean to the team. It was interesting talking to Lee Dixon this week and at our production meetings, and he's won titles, uh, three titles at Arsenal, winning them different ways, and said, this time of year, you're fine. As you start getting down the track, that pressure starts, and that does start to affect you in a different way. He said, you look at tables, you're working out points and things like that. So we'll see if that affects Liverpool down the track. But... Let's talk about the present and the now, Robin. Let's talk about a game against Arsenal, a big six team that going up to Anfield that 
not in brilliant shape, but certainly have got dangers, have got a well-set-up team, have got a manager who's trying to improve the football club. And although Arsenal went 1-0 up, they got blown away by the, the, the Liverpool avalanche that, that's coming at Anfield. Yeah, I mean, it was a rare goal conceded. Mm. And then, you know, you've got forwards that bang in too very quickly. I mean, that's nice, isn't it? I mean, that's nice. I mean, that, that's what this Liverpool team has done over the last few years. Of course, the difference is this season is that defensively, they're so much yeah. better yeah. that they're difficult to play against and difficult to score against. And when yeah. teams do, they've still got the players to be able to do it. I think the big headline, Rob, is, is Bobby Firmino. Yeah. Bobby's back. Yeah. I mean, he's back with, with the goals there and the three goals. And, you know, of all the front players, mm. I think maybe he's the last one to... I mean, it, it, it's just on this game, but he, he was so much better yeah. in this game and he's yeah. going to feel so much better going forward. He's got his goals. I think he's really starting to enjoy this, this different position. Yeah. Again, Liverpool, uh, for those out there that didn't notice, is still different system it's their new system if mm. you like four two three one how do you see that robert <clears throat> i wanted to just get your, your view on mm. that because obviously we saw the the the, the better bastard for me in that role where he drifts into difficult places he, he, it's hard to pick up wonderful ability in football intelligence but mm. are they better when they're in that four two three three one shakiri gets part of the team seller at the top or are they better mm. in that four 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 three three when they have three midfield players and Mane, Firmino, and Salos a front three with threats from the wide area. It's a great question and it's a great debate. And mm. we're gonna we will preview a little later in the show, Rob. We're yeah. gonna preview the Man City game because I think they might go back to Change a four it. three three mm. in that game. But for now and for most of the games, the vast majority of the games, I really like. What, this what does that give you, Rob? The, the three underneath. Well, I'll tell you one. what exactly. I'll tell you exactly what it gives you. It, 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 normally, with the four-three-three of Liverpool, you might be looking at a midfield of, of Henderson, Wijnaldum, mm. Fabinho, yeah. um, Keita, Milner, maybe Milner. Mm. Right, exactly. Now that's fairly similar. They're, yeah. they're a similar three. And sometimes in games where they want the creativity, you, you don't always get it from those three in the midfield. So what do you do? Okay, you get rid of one of those. One of those jumps out the team and you bring in Shun and Shaqiri. Mm. So the, the middle two is side by side, which I, 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 I just like that as a yeah. protective. That's what I used to play. And I think uh, I, I just like that as a, a real strong foundation. And you bring in Shaqiri. So you don't have three players doing the same kind of thing, Rob. You only have two. And you've got Shakiri to bring you some cr- creative qualities, some assists, some goals. Um, and with Sadio Mane, happy on the left-hand side. And Firmino in behind and Mo Salah mm-hmm. playing through the centre. That, that's been the biggest difference, of course. Yeah. And, and the start of all this was Mo Salah moving from the outside from, with a quiet start to the Premier League season and playing up front. And that's where Jurgen Klopp um, deserves credit for making that change. And not just saying, Rob, which would have been easy to say, yeah. that we were great, our forwards were great last season in this mm. system. We're going to keep going and keep going until it happens again. It might not have done. Yeah. And this way, he's made the change and it's really paying off. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and, and one of the things I, I was sort of thinking after the game yesterday, Rob, and, and I was trying to compare, say, Liverpool last season, who still had goals in them. The front three were, were magnificent. But there wasn't the same attention to detail with the defending side. This, this team now don't want to give up goals or conscious of, of more control. I sometimes see this Liverpool team in a game sort of passing across the midfield and go backwards and start again and, and almost like they're resetting. Whereas last year, it was a little bit more basketball style. They went one end, the opposition mm. sometimes came totally. the other and, yeah, totally. and they didn't mind winning 4-3 or whatever the number had to be. This team are different and I think that's one of the things and you 
Jurgen Klopp said, I think it was to Ola White mentioned in an interview we did with Jurgen last week, that he, Jurgen Klopp said, I've got a very mature dressing room. And I just wonder if some of that maturity is starting to come out and what, what we're seeing. Because let's not forget, I mean, Arsenal are a big six team. And, and to play that system, you usually think against teams maybe where they're going to compete with, with possession. You maybe need to play that three in midfield, as you talk about, to, to hunt the ball down and bring that industry. Well, he didn't with, with Arsenal. He said the two are going to be fine and we're going to go and get the ball. But when they do need to control the game, they still do it very well. But that being said, Rob, they still scored by exactly what, what we assume that they always do and close down. And the high press. The, the high press. So yeah. they, they won yeah, the ball. Mane off of Torreira, was, Torreira yeah. was the one goal where yeah. they sacked him in mm. midfield. They win the ball back. So they still managed to do what we know they can do yeah. maybe uh, of previous seasons in this more you know attacking setup. Mm. I think, you know, when I looked at the game, Robin, I guess you kind of, uh, now we've seen all the matches and the yeah. big six from this weekend. I think that the thing that stands out to me is the way that Liverpool right now, and this is a bigger picture chat I want to ask you about, is that they are maintaining a very high level of intensity. Now, is that because they think something special is happening? You know, if champion teams, Rob, now we can... And I'm not saying they're going to go and run away with this title, but it seems to me that when a team hits the top and when they're in form and when they think... I tell you what, we could win this Premier League title. Then there's an extra gear that these teams go into. We've certainly seen it with, with the Chelsea team. We 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 saw it incredibly with the Leicester City team, Robbie Earl. Yeah. and we saw it last season with mm-hmm. Man City because they're going to break records. Is there another gear? And I'll ask you this: yeah. Is there something in this that there's another gear that teams that are up there go into mm-hmm. that others don't? We'll get to Spurs. Yeah, they they can't find that gear. Yeah. You know, Man City at the moment can't find that gear. Mm. You know, is that an advantage for the team like Liverpool that mm. showed today that, that, that history says that outstanding team early on really, really, really drive to win the title and they're so hard to stop? Well, that's interesting for, for a couple of reasons. When I think of Manchester City last season, we were probably starting to say the same things about them about this time yeah. of the year. Uh, and they, they're, they're they in that push on. Yeah, they, they kick on. So, so I absolutely get that and, and, and do feel maybe that's where Liverpool are. Wonder if, Rob, that, you know, early in the season and, and we were having podcasts and on the radio show and we're saying, you know, Liverpool doing, doing, doing well, getting results, but they're not quite playing well. The intensity wasn't there so much. And I remember Jurgen Klopp saying that he's going to have to manage minutes, he's going to uh, manage his team to make sure second half of the season they stay that. Maybe some of the rotations I'm thinking about have been important. So when Shaqiri's come in now, Storage has come in, Fabinho's come in, Cater's come in, there's been no drop-off and players who've come in have kind of wanted to be a part of things and kept that intensity. So maybe it's a combination of those things, but you're right. The, the, the sense something is that over, there's yeah. something special happening at the yeah. football club. And I think that collectively, we, we, you know, Rob, whether, whether you're in a dressing room and you start getting on a run and things, things are going well, whether it's a cup mm. runs or in the league, it doesn't often get you together. It doesn't often make you go that little bit further. It doesn't often make, make you feel, puff your chest out and say, come on, you know, we're ready as a group. And you just look at this Liverpool thing and got they've got that sheen, haven't they, that, that, mm. that comes when you're right on top of your game. Now, I assume, Rob, the big question, and we, we, we're 18 games to go, is what happens on a bad day? And, and so far, bad days have been draws or, or sneaking wins. What happens on, on back-to-back defeats if that comes mm. down the track? Mm. 
Well, that's 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 the thing, isn't it? And that's what other teams will, it looks like, need them to do. Mm. They'll need them to hit a blip. Now, whether we think or anybody out there thinks that they had their blip early in the season when they weren't playing particularly well, but still getting results, which, of course, we know is a great sign, mm. or whether there is going to be, at some point, a, a kind of a, maybe a physical drop-off, um, you know, a couple of players out injured, a, a, a shocking result, and then an, I don't know. We we mm. don't know the answer to that. That's that time will play out on that one. Um, I just I just think in you know it, it, to to enable that consistent performance and that consistent intensity, Rob. Then you've got to feel something special is happening in your football club, and I think it helps them. And I think other teams mm. that want to win the Premier League title, they have to give absolutely everything in terms of their physical uh, effort to make sure they come, they, they get over hurdles. Again, Spurs keeps keeps coming back to me, and we'll get onto them in a couple mm. of games' time. But but did they really want that against Wolves? Did they really think they're onto something special? Did they really think that the you know? Because I think if they did they would have found a way to win that game. And it wasn't there. The eye of the tiger, whatever you want to call it, I think it's the key. And we've seen it in, in Chelsea, Man City, Chelsea and Leicester City, mm. particularly. Well, let me think about going back further, that they blimmin' knew something was happening. And they and they they got together and had this crazy this this team spirit to keep it going. Now, of course, long way to go, Robin. Yeah. Uh, and but that's what I'm I'm seeing right now from Liverpool. There was also another team in the game, yeah. Rob. We have to talk about them who took the lead actually up at Anfield eleven minutes and Maitland Niles uh, popping in on the far post, and then didn't have a very good day, Robin. Must have. In all honesty, I mean, mm. a big six team that got blown away. But defensively, I thought we were all over the place. And I know they've got injuries back there, but Mustafi, Socrates, uh, Licksteiner and Klasnach are experienced. There's plenty enough experience there, but in terms of their organisation, um, their discipline and, and, and their sticking to try and do jobs and be difficult to break down, mm. a, bit of, a bit of a sort of eye-opener for Unai Emery? I'll tell you what, Rob, it's, it's, it, of, co- of course it's a work in progress. And... Mm. Uh, it must be confusing for the fans yeah. and the manager mm. about what he's putting out there right now. I mean, yeah. I, I think we do have to... I mean, I know that all teams have got injuries, mm. but Rob Holding's been was so yeah. good for them, he's out injured. Uh, Nacho Monreal, experienced defender, is out right now. Bellerin's out as a mm. right back. You know, Koscielny's just coming back. So they were a little yeah. bit beat up. It's, it's an Arsenal yeah. team. Yeah. When you see... An, and again... When you see an Arsenal team with a bit of a makeshift back four, mm. you have Maitland-Niles as a right midfield player. You've got Exawobi, who's done well, to be fair yeah, to him. Yeah. But you still look at the team, and Ramsey hasn't played that many games. And it's ooh, it's a bit of an odd selection, Rob, I think. You know, yeah. Lacazette. Let me ask again. you, yeah, I wanted to go there. Let, let me ask you about that one. Lacazette and Aubameyang. Obviously, they've got a little bit of bromance going on. Love playing with each other. We've seen the the, the, the Twitter and the social media and the handshakes and the, and the friendliness. They both get goals. They both look hungry. They both. How 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 is Unai Emery not finding a way of putting these two in the well, same well, team? Well, this is this is goes back to this this confusion part. I think you know with the Meza Urzil stuff, I and mean, we we just it's like clues in it for us. Yeah, we, yeah. we get we're looking clues. For, we're yeah, trying we're looking to, for things. Yeah. Well, to, to what what's his philosophy? How he's trying mm. to put this team together? And with the Urzil stuff, it's obvious that it, that the if the attitude and the and the work ethic isn't right yeah. in training he's or in games, he doesn't want no. you. Now, so he's he's worried about team balance. Now, I guess if you have Abamyang and Lacazette, that's two very very attacking minded guys. You'd have to make up the balance with other players there. Um, I, I just worry, Rob. And and is there a, is there a case that maybe he's trying to build two 
functional, pragmatic a team that might hurt its uh, abilities when it doesn't have the an fo- Ozil, football, a Lacazette. The football side yeah, of they, it. Yeah, I, I know that's what Wenger did a lot yeah, and it wasn't solid. balanced and it was yeah. too far the other way. Mm. Could he... In his in his desire to be a hard-working two-way yeah, team, yeah. and I get that, and that is really mm, important. But, yeah. but is he cutting off his nose? Losing a little bit of that quality that might. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you sometimes look at that, and I think Rebecca asked me like the Lacazette thing. She said, "I'm scratching my head. How is he not in the team?" And, yeah. and a bit like you, I said, "Well, that's, he's got yeah. to get the makeup behind him, yeah. right? And that, yeah, that's balance. important." But I do think if you play Lacazette and Aubameyang as a front two. Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andrew Robertson have to think about every time they go forward about getting exposed. Because I'm telling you what, as good as Virgil van Dijk is and, and Dayan Lovren will not want to go one for one with people like Obama yeah. and Lacazette with all the space on the outside. Mm. So you do get a little bit of benefit by playing two. Then it, it starts to affect the opposition. I think the other thing, Rob, and, and somebody I saw through a, through a, through a point out yesterday that... How important for, for you and I am, and some of his signings and his, his, his next couple of transfer windows, maybe not the January one, but the summer one and maybe the one after, where he starts to build what he wants. And somebody said how important that he goes and finds his version of Virgil van Dijk. Because look yeah. what he builds to a team. Look yeah. how one player's kind of discipline, organisation, leadership, presence has an effect on the, the back four and the rest of the team. And he almost needs some of those pillars, certainly at the back, to build on before I, I assume he starts thinking about mm. does Ozil play and do Lacazette and, and Aubameyang both play in the same team? I mean, even before that though, Rob, I, I, you know, it's... You know, you looked at the back four, and it was mm. it was really bad from Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, Stefan Lichtenstein, yeah. a player that we laughed about last time, <laughs> yeah. and a player that I thought was brilliant, had another nightmare. Yeah. He had yeah, a nightmare right back. Kolasinac gives away two penalty yeah. kicks. Yeah. You know, Mustafi, you know, comes out the game for Kosciani. Yeah. So before, you know, even before the balance, and even before Lacazette and all that, he's got a sort of yeah. back four yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and just like you on this one again to, to kind of finalise on this Arsenal stuff, Rob. I've got here in my notes, right, for, for Arsenal Football Club, how much money. Mm. Where are we with Arsenal Football Club, yeah. Robbie Earl? What yeah. are they going to throw at this in, in the January well, or in, in got, summer? What are Jan- they? Are I'm they, not are they so sure be January. I think January okay, is still a look, a look and find out and whatever. But summer? Yeah. Are they going to expenders? Well, you, you, know, think? you know what, what needs to happen? It has to be three or four. We're talking about defenders there who are not good enough, Rob, for where they want to get to. So he's got to, he's got to cut them. And they've got to cut them, and then he's got to bring in what he wants. The midfield has got has got potential. Torreira, Ganduzi, and then he Ramsey's an issue. Deal with that. If you can keep him at the football club, I would keep Aaron Ramsey at the football club. Mesut Özil is a huge part of, of either what you're going to build, or he's, he's too he's too big a, a, a drain on the wages, and you've got to find a way of moving him on, Rob. And then, for me, you find a way to get Lacazette in your team. You find a way to get Özil in your team. Like I said, and Aubameyang in your team, and you start to build. They, they've got they've got a, a front two partnership, good enough to be top four. Yeah, absolutely. So, so they're in a good spot. Chelsea haven't got that. Chelsea haven't got that luxury. Mm. So they're in a good spot. But it's just how much money they're going to yeah, spend. We've wow. seen this season, particularly mm. the Liverpool Football Club, they 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 made all this money from Coutinho, and money brings players, brings success. Chelsea mm. have done it before. Man City, of course, do it. Spurs somehow are managing a, a brilliant. 
performance level at the moment without yeah. the money. But Arsenal need to spend some money. And oh. we've been saying this for a long time. Well, we'll the, find out, you know, Rob. We will find out. If it's, it's was, it, was it Wenger not spending it or is the money the available? Club, not there, exactly. And if it's not available, then Arsenal fans should have their say because they want to be part of the top four picture. They've they got to start be. spending They're their, a their, stadium, a their stadium's done now. There's, yes. there's revenues coming in. They're, they're ready to go. Yeah, and, and absolutely. should be up there and competing. Let's move it on, Rob, because yeah. um, Manchester City played at Southampton today. First off, certainly wasn't all their own way, although they were 3-1 up in, in the end at half-time, but got the job done, got the three points. I think that was the most important thing for Pep after a couple of um, difficult results uh, and, and defeats of late. Um, what were your thoughts on City, how they did? Fernandinho back in, in the team, mm. Sergio Aguero scoring. Um, how, how do you think they did ahead of a big game coming up on Thursday? Well, I think everybody, particularly Southampton's lineup, has mm. made some changes. I think yeah. I think everybody thought that they were going to react and win this mm-hmm. game, which they did. But the first, you know, they still they continue to give up chances, yeah. Rob, and that yeah. that's the concern. They still, I mean, Charlie Austin went through Should early have, on. Yeah, Edison scored, made yeah. saves in the game mm-hmm. as well, and I know Pep says that you know as soon as Leicester or whoever it is go into our half, they scored a goal. Well, well it's happening all the yeah, time. Yeah. So teams are getting chances, which which. It wasn't the same as no, last year. No. So that continues to be a concern. I think David Silva back in the team with mm. Fernandinho is obviously uh, really, really important. Um, Sterling is just really consistent, really good, played well again. Aguero mm. back in the side as yeah. well. The Kevin De Bruyne thing, Rob, again, you know, another injury, yeah. another miss of this. Yeah. Now, this this is starting to be a problem for me now. And again, I'll reference back to like three months ago when he first had that bad injury, I yeah. think it was, or even maybe a second one, where I said, you know what, in the short term, they're okay. Longer term, they're not, and, and and they need him. They need him. They need him now when they're behind. They need him in big games coming up. They, and and it's a problem. And the longer this is going on, the the, the harder maybe it's going to be for him to get back and get to his get back to his very best. He's got another problem that that kept him out of this match. Yeah. And you know it's okay. Bernardo Silva's brilliant. I love him to bits, but Kevin De Bruyne, Kevin De Bruyne is 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 yeah. if not the best. The, the top two players in this Premier League. So I think now, over a longer period of time, Mendy's out again at left back. Zinchenko, yeah, I thought, had a, had a difficult. Yeah. I mean, Delph suspended. Difficult so that, game. Yeah. Delph mm. suspended. I, I, it's it, it's tough for them, and, yeah. and they're not, and, and it's not being managed as well with the players being out, the rotations, and Kevin De Bruyne being out for such a long mm. time. I don't know. Maybe it's going to change now with Aguero and David Silva, Fernandinho back in the side, and they desperately need these three points. Obviously, when you saw the, the team today, and I, I just was saw Vincent Company back in the team, and I thought, oh, wonder if that's like the let's get Vinny back in there. Let's make sure mm, we're at things. When they go, and, and we'll, obviously we'll talk the, the preview Man City and Liverpool in a minute, but do, does company stay in a team in a big game that might be coming up against one of obviously the, the league leaders, or do you go back to John Stones on that one? Do you trust John Stones in those games, or, or is his form not being quite where it should be, and you need the experience of, of Vincent Company around? I pick John Stones. Mm. I'm picking John Stones' role because Vincent Company, we we know what he is in terms of his leadership and captain and yeah. all this kind of stuff. But let's cut through all that. Mm. He's not he's not as quick anymore. No. And you've got amazing no. yeah. mobility of, of those yeah. Liverpool forwards. Um, so I, I think John Stones will absolutely play next to Laporte. Mm. Um, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Danilo, mate. I I know he's been at big clubs and all that. He's not. He's not. He's not secure in possession. I, I just. I just think the full-backs are a problem for them at the moment. But mm. I, I'll play John Stones. I mean, potentially play John Stones at right-back, but yeah. 
I, I still mm. like him as a centre back alongside Laporte. So that would be my my answer to that. And I think he'll play against Liverpool. Yeah. Just before we we move on to that, to, let, mm. let's talk about the big game. A little, little word on Southampton. Huh? Yeah. Heard uh, Ralph Hasenhurtl come out today and say, almost a word to the effect of though, like a few players now, he, he's got to learn about and find out about it. He, he gave young um, fullback. Uh, uh, Kane Ramsey a debut today said he's looking for some happy to look at young players and, and, and a little bit more legs and energy I just get the sense that there's a few players inverted commas on trial with this new manager I think he's coming to the Premier League not to mess about enhance his reputation keep his team in the league and kick on and Mario Lamina again came off at half time. He had a few harsh words to say about his performance. He talked about Yoshida not being quite up to speed in the last game. He was on the on the bench. Danny Ings was dread, was rested, but you don't know what, whether that. I mean, I just think there's a few players that the manager is going to start making some decisions on, and I think it's going to be a really big window for for Southampton in, in January, where the manager will get in some players who he wants, who he trusts, and who he believes in to get them out of trouble. Yeah, I mean, Ellie Nussi started the game today. Yeah. Took a look at him. Yeah, Jack Ward Stevens Prowse played at centre back. Yeah. Ward Prowse. So mm. there's there's players that the only thing I'd say, Rob, and I, and I know it's difficult against Man City, but yeah. you've got to be a bit careful about taking a look at players ready for yeah, a window when yeah, they're, yeah. they're staring at they're right in the well, 18 games yeah they've got yeah. 18 more games <laughs> they're, they're, they're close to relegation now yeah, I'm, I'm, right not, I'm not it, sure against mm. City at home in this window mm. in this kind of with well, all these games okay but mm. they can't keep doing that because they need points they need to get his best team the thing that that, that Pierre-Emile Hoiber, yeah. Robbie Earl, yeah. and I think he's a brilliant player, I actually. Like him, yeah. He's a really like strong, yeah. good midfield player, yeah. scored a great goal, yeah. and that's what we expected mm. from this guy's team. The pressing, yeah. the winning it, yeah, the getting right. forward, and they did really well on that for a certain mm. period of time. But the tackle, mm. that tackle was as bad a tackle, by the way, as on Fernandinho. Yeah, Fernandinho. If I've seen him for a while, Fernandinho was so lucky that, that, that he didn't actually make full contact because he could have broken his leg easily, either leg. He went right through. Mm. Now, of course, it's a shocking tackle. Yeah. But just the fact you've got your best player, one of your best players out for three games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what is that all about? It well, was a three, and he's just come back from suspension. It was a 3-1, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was yeah, a 3-1. Three three one. One. Yeah, yeah, 3-1. I just, I just couldn't. I, just, I thought that was the, the crazy behaviour from a midfield player that's one of the most important guys, a 3-1 against City, to try and you know, wipe out Fernandinho. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, and obviously that doesn't help the situation. He misses for three games. And, and the manager did say that one or two players were rested for Chelsea. So I don't know if he was trying to teach some lessons maybe in a game he didn't think they, they were particularly going to win and he can mm. make his points and get a stronger team and maybe against a Chelsea time team that's not functioning quite as well but as you say it's a little bit risky to be to be making those mm. kind of calls that with with 18 games to go and you're sitting one one place above the relegation zone and, and a couple of those teams below you picking up points on the day so you're talking about course rob that penalty call yeah were Man City fortunate that wasn't awarded? I think I, it's before they scored I think the they were fortunate. Uh, Kyle, Kyle was a little bit more the other way. I thought they were for, I thought Zinchenko was out of position. I thought he kind of knew that, that Will Prowse was going to get across him. So there was a body contact. And beyond that, to me, there was, there was uh, the, the, the pushing action. The, the, uh, Ward Prowse is running at speed that, that sends him over. I thought it was a penalty kick. And that would have changed the whole dimension of the game. If Southampton go in 2-1 at mm. half-time instead of down 3-1, because City scored two quick goals after, we might have been talking about a different scenario. See, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I was with Kyle on this one. Yeah. I, I thought, I'm not sure there was enough contact, Rob, for it to be a foul. And, you know, in a, in a week where we've seen 
you know fouls yeah. given for little, Salah and I, James Madison Salah and James yeah. exactly I just yeah. like, I'm like there there has to we have to allow contact in this sport Rob inside the box there has to be some sort of contact that doesn't mean it's a penalty and I just thought you know what two players are kind of leaned into each other there's a little bit of contact there yeah. but not enough for, for a foul it wasn't a foul in my opinion so and, and this is where we're all a little bit different yeah. and referees will be different some mm-hmm. might have given that I yeah, totally yeah. get your argument yeah. I just thought, you know what, that's not for me. Not enough contact. And, and we, we don't want to be in a situation, Rob, where any time a player is no, touched in the box, not. he goes down. Because then you're up in this huge can of worms. Any time there's a bit of contact, it's like, well, it was given before. And, and then you get the divers who will, will think they can, they can win penalties by you know, uh, getting contact and throwing themselves everywhere. So in that one, I didn't think it was. But, you know. It's all about opinion, but yep. I, I just that's that's the point I would make. Like, come on, this we've got to allow contact in the box at certain times. Absolutely, and and the, the counter argument is that, that attacking play. We want to have good attacking yeah, play, and and, and Ward Prowse maybe across and think you know if he if he doesn't make that challenge, I get, I get a ball across and maybe make a chance for a teammate. As you mm. say, it's one of those that could have gone either yeah. way. It went City's way, and and they made the most of it and won the game three one. Mm. Let's move it forward to the Etihad. To 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, NBCSN. The biggest game of the season. Manchester City hosts a Liverpool team. Liverpool in better current form. Recent history of of had the the number of Manchester City. Could we say Liverpool going to a game is slight favourites? Is there a favourite? I think given the the league table... Mm. I'm not sure there is. A f- I mean, it just it, Liverpool don't need to lose, do they? Just don't lose the no, game. No, no. Um, but that's not the mindset they'll go with, is it? I don't. Th- I don't think they go to not lose a game. I think they go to win and take a not uh, not take a draw. I think they'd be very happy to go back to four three three. We said yeah, it earlier yeah. on, just to have an extra piece, mm-hmm. of, a pair of legs in midfield, just yeah. to chase a little bit because I saw City are very very strong. Mm-hmm. They will fancy their chances of those yeah. front three players score, yeah. on the counter attack. And given the way that City have defended over the last couple of matches, you got to think, Rob. You know, you got to think they're going to get chances. Yeah. You can't uh, see Liverpool not scoring, can I you? Just, I know, I know, and you know, as, as much as that, that I'm not. You know, my prediction was for Man City to win the title and, and Liverpool to be close second, you know, as the outstanding teams. Mm. I really do fancy Liverpool to win this game. And if they win this game, yeah. then points. then everybody's predictions start to look right or wrong, depending mm. on who you went for. Yeah. Um, I just think in this particular matchup, yeah, I think you've got to fancy the confidence levels of Liverpool, the defensive abilities of, of those guys to stop Sergio Aguero, who's, who's been yeah. out injured himself a little bit, the, the fullbacks can they handle Sterling and Sane or Mares? That may mm. be the way. Yeah. Well, in fact, it will be the way. That Robertson City and find Trent Alexander-Arnold through right. those wide the, the, If those mm. two players do good defensive jobs yeah. on those wide players, because that's where, as we've illustrated many yeah, times, City. my friend, about getting in behind, that's where City do it. And if you if those two fullbacks play well, with three guys in midfield mm. running like crazy to protect the back four then it's going to be difficult to see City winning. You well, that, know, and, and, and that's, that's how I see it. Let me raise you the Liverpool fullbacks with the Manchester City fullbacks because you've got Zinchenko, who mm. I don't think, I'm not sure will play. Pep was trying to say, he, he, you know, he finished a really good game after a bad start. I actually think he might even go Danilo that side just for a bit more pace and, and athleticism. Yeah. Walker will probably come back in the team, yeah. but hasn't been t- playing particularly well. I mean, from fullbacks' point of view of City, 
and sort of defensively if John Stones come in. They're not in tip-top shape right now, defensively, City. And with this Liverpool team, as we know, whether it's three or four, they will take you with pace, intensity, fluidity, aggression... Will will really push you hard, and if you've not got, if you're not on top of your game, something will give. See, it goes back to my point, Rob, that I made about five or ten minutes ago on yeah. this. Liverpool think they're mm. into something special, yeah. and I think Man City don't have the same feeling. Yeah. They felt it no. last year, yeah, of course, absolutely. for sure. Yeah. I mean, remarkable record breaking, mm. which means Liverpool will will give every sweat drop. An, yeah. an effort to, to find a way to get a result there. And I'm not sure Man City will feel the same. Now, if Man City play the way that we know that they can at their very, very best, they can beat Liverpool. They yeah. can beat Liverpool. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but if they're a bit off of that, Liverpool win the game. And right now, with what we've seen over the last few weeks, you, I would have to say, I think Liverpool are going to go there and win, mm. given the, the need for City to, to win. The, the way that they will go about that, we know that they throw people forward and they can be vulnerable. Liverpool front players are in great form. Defensively, yeah. they're strong enough to handle that, that City football for the most part unless, unless they do something amazing. So I just think it's pointing to a Liverpool victory. Yeah, it's hard to uh, disagree with that one. Although, Manchester City, we're not long talking about being one of the best teams in yeah. Premier League. Well, they got and I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah, here we go. Now you're chasing, now you're seven points behind. Show us you can be champions from the position that you're in that, that looks like Liverpool have the advantage. Mm. So huge game Thursday, mm. really looking forward Can't to that wait. one. I know you want to get to Tottenham and, and Wolfsburg went 1-0 up. Harry came with a, with a lovely goal, 1-0 into the break. Beautiful and we're thinking goal, like, you know, they, they're ready to kick on again. Home form's good, unbeaten form. Talking about them being t- part of the title race. Well, yeah. everybody was talking about the title race apart from Pochettino, who continually keeps playing it down. Some people wondering, is, is that a mentality thing with him? Is that, does that affect his dressing room? But I know you, you, you feel that there's something a little bit missing, that little bit that you talked about that, mm. that Liverpool have got, that Man City had, that Leicester had, mm. that, that Spurs have never quite got that. Well, it's so interesting. This was such an interesting game, Rob, because mm. at 1-0... I'm looking at it, I'm making notes like, you know, Harry yeah. Winks is good yeah. on the ball and, mm-hmm. and Kane's goal and the fullbacks getting forward yeah. around the outside of those diamonds. It was looking great. Mm. And the second half, Spurs dropped off the game, mm. dropped off the pace, and that allowed Wolves to start passing. And I'm thinking, oh, hang on a minute here, Spurs. If mm. you keep allowing them to pass, they're going to get confident. They might get something. Mm. And the way that the Wolves come back into it and the way that, that Spurs... <sighs> I mean, f- I mean, just fell apart. Yeah. Just fell apart, Rob. They look, it, they look tired. Look, they looked exhausted. Now, that, so that brings up some questions, some harsh questions. Okay. Now, the first thing we have to talk about is injuries. Okay. And I know all all clubs get them. Yeah. Spurs have got a lot at the moment. Dembele, Wanyama, Dyer, Aurier, Vertonghen, Lamella. Vincent Janssen who hasn't mm. played too much, but that's a lot. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, I, th- I kind of got it through to these a, a few statements here now. When you don't have the size and quality of squad, right, of the others, and I think we can agree, you know, I'm talking about winning the title here, by the way. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Spurs, where they are and what they've done in the bigger picture is is phenomenal. But to win to win a title, to win the Premier League title, if you've not got the, the same size and quality of squad of others, then you must have a massive heart as a team and massive mental strength mm. 
à la Leicester City. Yeah, I was say, Leicester, so that, so that, that's Leicester. how they did it, mm. with incredible spirit, energy, mm. and work ethic. And they, they, they worked everybody else off the park. Now, what we have to say, Rob, is that Spurs don't have that. They don't have oh, that hold big on a minute, heart. Rob, though. Two weeks ago, we were saying Spurs are in great fettle. They're, they're running yep. teams to death uh, and all that, even for 45 minutes of, of, of a game. So if, against Wolves, it looks great, as you say. Fullbacks are getting the ball. The, the diamond shape's working. They're running through. Sun's hit one just over the crossbar. So yep. what, what happens in 45 minutes? Well, I I'm, think I'm, that's more in the head than in the legs. I've got okay, to be honest. So, so well, that's my next question, Robbie. Okay. They, they, they've lost this game, okay, 3-1. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's one of these two things. Okay, and this goes back to that, that point I just made. Yeah. Are they physically weak slash tired? No. Or mentally weak slash tired. Because that's more it. the latter for me than the former. Right. You can't and play for forty five minutes like like this. You can't play the games they've been playing, Rob. Running people off the park, scoring goals against Everton and, and like eleven goals in two games, wasn't it? Something crazy. And then all of a sudden, oh, they're tired. I mean, so what are they? So yeah. what you saying? So I'm is saying these, these are mental. Well, exactly. So that's what I've just said. Last, yeah. the, the, they don't have that mental strength yeah. and huge heart of a team to dig deep. When, it, when you have to dig deep. Well, they've dug now, deep I, recently, Rob. They've dug deep in the Champions League. They've dug deep, they found a couple of results. So there were signs that we were saying... It's so, so go back to, to yourself then. So, yeah. so why did they lose the second half? Well, I'm saying, but it, 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 the mentality, but... <laughs> there's something... There's in, nothing there's bad about this, by the way. No, I'm I, just Because it's Leicester City are an extraordinary correct, kind of mentality correct. to win it. Now, I'm not saying this is, a, this that, is an but, awful trick. They, they need some help in the squad. Yeah, they do need some help. But Leicester's, they, they've got a way better squad than Leicester. So, as you say, Leicester made up with other things. So, you exactly. can make it up with other things. Yeah, right. Uh, is there a point... I, I'm, I'm trying to think. Is there a point where... And I don't know what's being said in privately and all that, but there's a point where your manager keeps saying we can't win titles and we can't do this and we can't that. Does that, does that ever get I, to your dressing room? Do, I, well, I maybe I we can't. Think so. I, don't, I don't think it is. I, I think, you know, we, they, they, they need help. They need help in certain moments. They looked exhausted, Rob. Now, that might... And, and if it's physically exhausted, then you can say, you know what, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. They're knackered. They couldn't yeah. play. They got, le- but but next match or or, or other game, again. they'll be flying again. Yeah, so, so I don't it think it is. No, so I, I think it's think mental thing. Yeah. So they haven't got. You know, so in, where in does that of, mental help? That's the manager, though, isn't it? it well, it's partly the manager, and, and, but it's also the, the makeup of it's a makeup the of the team. Yeah. And, it, and and I'm and not group. saying. I mean, I, I think Man City haven't got a massive heart and have got huge mental strength, but they've got so much quality in their, in their squad and the amount mm. of players that they can win the title. This squad and, and group of players doesn't have the huge heart, but has plenty of ability and talent, but it needs more of it to maintain a, a title challenge. I, I mean, that has to be the nitty-gritty. It has to be. the ment- I mean, and it, again, it's not a, a, a slight that they haven't got that huge Leicester City mentality because not many teams do, but they need... Extra players, some more quality to, to really make sure that, like at the moment in the Premier League, you've got to win almost every game. Mm-hmm. And just this game, they fell short. And I'm like, right, what is it? What, what is the reason? That, and that, that, with that injury list and with a really talented bunch of players, they just quite can't dig deep when they really, really need to. I absolutely hear your point, and, and it's a point really well made. But the Leicester City thing, Rob... Up until that season, and then every, and and probably every season beyond that from now, that Leicester mm. group don't do that. So what 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 brought that? The manager who they 
a year after they sacked and said yeah. maybe losing dressing or the players weren't responding the same way? Is it the yeah. group of players? Is it just special circumstances? Because well, if, if, yeah. if it's something like that, surely Tottenham can can find that. Well, that 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 goes back into the something special, something at my club, mm. and the way so, that so, that drives. So maybe on. not. What we're saying is something so special isn't happening at Spurs. Well, if Spurs are top of the league by six points, mm. right? They don't lose that game. They don't lose that game. They don't. Because they think, wow, we're top of this Premier League. We're going to dig deep because something special's happening. Well, they were in a tra- they were up until the weekend. They were, they, we were talking about them being in a title race. They were second in the league and, and, and could have closed the gap. But do you, do you think that they really believe, if they were top of the league, Rob, six points, mm. do you think they'd lose that yeah. game? That's what I'm well, saying. It doesn't matter that I don't. It, it seems to manage it and the manager doesn't. And, and that mm. seems to keep coming back to me. Why this manager doesn't say, yeah, we were in the title race. Right? Any other team who's sitting in their position, second in the table, yeah. playing Wolves at home, would say, yeah. yeah, we're in the title race. We might not win it, but yeah. we're in the title race. Yeah. He, yeah. he doesn't. It's why he doesn't want to go there. And, and that slightly worries me. And I, I right. don't know what, how that's permeating into the dressing room or how it mm. affects players. I don't know. You'd have to be yeah. in that dressing room to understand. But mm. you're right. There, there's something missing. And Tottenham need to kind of work this out. And in some respects... Pochettino needs to work this out because it does reflect on him as well as the team when they don't seem to get the job done. And I, I want to make sure that I clarify this point as well to Spurs fans that yeah. are listening. There's nobody that, that admired what mm-hmm. this manager and what this club has done with, with zero budget, with, a, with a, a sixth place Premier League wage bill. Please don't take this as a criticism. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to get to the reasons why yeah. that, that in that second half against Wolves at home when you are cruising... They they four three one to that game, and I want to get to the reason why. And it's either physical or it's mental. And you know there is a big injury list, so there could be a bit of both here. Some physical tired players, you know, with, with like wow, I just it's just so frustrating because they are so good, so talented, and and we and oftentimes on this podcast, Rob, we are saying yeah. how good are they, and how good's Delhi been, and how good is Ericsson, and Harry Kane's goal with his left foot, he could be kicking it with his right foot. You'd never know what his strongest foot is, um, and the fullbacks and the, and Elderell back in the team looking stronger, and Harry Winks dictating the play and Sissoko doing better. We we could go on and on about yeah. it. I'm just like. And okay, let's just try and get to where it is, and I think it's fascinating, kind mm. of. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great situation debate. Club. It's interesting it's, to find yeah, out, you know, what's totally. going to push them on, and, and, and if they are going to at least challenge for, for for silverware somewhere. They've got a big month, big month as yeah. well coming up because they've got League Cup, FA Cup, um, Premier League, obviously games, and then Champions League kicks in again mm. in February. So a few important weeks coming up. Spurs yeah. are going to have to work it out. Chelsea, Rob, seem to be getting the the job done. Not particularly to the manager's liking. Again, he, he wasn't over-impressed with the win. They got a win and Golo Kante got the goal. It was a, a Chelsea performance that was a bit laboured in the first half. Mm. Uh, Palace packed it in a little bit, 4-5-1, mm. sort of change of system. We saw a bit of that slow Chelsea kind of yeah. hard-working, yeah. not not quite the slick passing. That, that was, you know, 0-0 at half-time. They got the goal in the end, but it, it, mm. it wasn't vintage Chelsea by any means. But I think it, it really is current Chelsea, isn't it? Mm. I mean, that, that slow kind of football, which allows your opponents to drop back to get good shape, mm. and Palace will always do that and leave a little space in behind. That's what made it difficult. Yeah. But they kept doing it, and they kept plugging away, and the ball over the top for the run of Angolo Kante yeah, it was, it was did, did the, did the trick. Yeah. Now, yeah. going forward, it's, it's obvious 
really obvious that the striker is mm. is the main issue. Yeah. If you had a good striker up there, if Diego Costa was still here or somebody else and Hazard was back to the left, you know, you've got Hazard's goals and his abilities. You've got another striker. That's what's holding them back. That really is. I thought Olivier Giroud, and I know he's got a, a nasty looking yeah, uh, injury yeah, there. Injury, yeah. He offered nothing, Rob, did he? No. He offered no, nothing. And no. it can't be easy when you're in and out the side a little bit. And Morata came on, but that... You know that that problem, continues to be a, an issue, yeah. and also Bum please Fangolo Kante. Yeah, he's, get, he's getting to grips with this role. Three goals now for midfield, and, and yeah. good run, and, and all the rest. I mean, and I, I was just, I was just uh, sorry, Rob. Mauricio Sarri, yeah. the manager, said something really interesting afterwards about Angelo Kante, and he said first he has to think about defence mm. and then attacking. Yeah. So I know there's a big debate about could somebody else be doing better in that position getting forward, but the He's he's really important because yeah there might be there probably is well in fact there, I know there's there's better players that could get more goals more maybe forwards. than assists yeah, sure. but he's needed because the other yeah. side of it he yeah, does yeah. the other side of it as well so he that will. balance of a guy that gets up and down and he's m- more importantly even for the manager he's, he has to think about defence and he'll get forward when he can so again just confirmation that that that's still working okay. Um, it's just other parts of the team that, that aren't great, but I thought this was pretty good, Rob. We've criticised them before yeah, for being not mo- motivated too much, not too you know, and dropping off the game. I thought they kept going here and, and got a deserved victory. Yeah, and we talk about centre forwards. I thought it was a day also when, when Palace missed a, a, a real proper centre forward. I know Wilf plays up yeah. there as a lone striker, but doesn't look sometimes like he's enjoying it. It's not great always coming off and knitting the game together. And I was I said to Bex, I was, I was looking through the the Palace. Um, Squad list. I'm saying, you know, Ben Cheke, are you Sirlock, You know, uh, Connor Wickham. You know, all these players, centre forwards at the football club, not really giving the team anything, whether it's injuries or out of form and can't make it into into the first eleven. Um, it's almost like they could do with a centre forward. And, and the, the news has come out that Dominic Solanke could be on his way to Palace mm. on a loan deal with Liverpool, which at least would give him another body and maybe a little bit of life in the front players. Because I just feel as though. Playing central, he's bogging Wolf down a little bit, and they're not getting the best out of him. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, mean, I think you know, for for this is why January for those teams in the yeah. bottom half of the mm-hmm. table is so important yeah. because the, the the bigger clubs, yeah, it's difficult to find players to make you better at this time of the year. But it's not difficult for the lower teams. Dominic Solanke has done nothing. Has he? he hasn't even played a Premier League no, game. I don't think he's done nothing for mm-hmm. Liverpool. Um, could absolutely benefit himself by going into the Premier League with another team and start playing, and would ob- obviously benefit uh, Crystal Palace, who yeah. desperately need a striker. So it's it's that clever little wheeling and dealing, which will start, I think, next week, isn't it? Into yeah. the January transfer yeah, window. Yeah. But that's a good shout. Solanke to Palace, and, and those guys can pick up players from the bigger clubs that aren't playing much, that need some Premier League experience uh, and some reps. Um, so there's the deals that we should look out for in yeah. the window. But you're right, Dominic Solanke would be, uh, would be great for Palace. Okay, moving on to glory, glory, oh. Man United. Ollie is back. The boys are flying. Jose who? Pog back. Oh, blind. I'm giving you all, Robbie Musto. Manchester United 4, Bournemouth 1. The Reds are back and playing. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um in terms of the the setup today, you know, just on that side of it, yeah. real quick, Paul Pogba had a real license today. Yeah, he did. I mean, yeah. real license, more than we've ever seen him for United. And Matic is that not what he needs, Rob? Yeah, it is. Like, is that not what the makeup is? Put two behind him who can, who can defend and give the team yeah. balance, and let this guy go on and do his yeah. thing. Yeah, and when and when you're a team that wants to possess now, yeah. Yeah. then you, he's more involved. If you're a team that doesn't possess, and Pogba's up by by Lukaku really high. 
then what's the point? Mm. He ain't going to be involved and he's going to leave a hole in midfield. But when it's now a team that wants to be expansive and to keep the ball and to you know, to, to play forward, then he's involved. He wants the ball all the time. He's combining, he's linking up. The fullbacks are bombing forward. Luke Shaw's looking, you know, good at left mm. back. Um, so it, it's obviously getting the best out of him. I mean, it's when you watched United, you know, in the last three games now, isn't it yeah, now? Yeah. I mean, they look like a bunch of excited school kids going <laughs> to play football in the, in the schoolyard. Yeah. I mean, they just look excited yeah. to yeah. play. Who's got the ball, to, put the goals yeah. out, let, let's play. I, I mean, know. at times it looks a little bit unstructured, to be honest. But it's good players being put in a position to go and express themselves and make things happen. I mean, the Marcus Rashford run that he, that he sets the Paul Pogba oh. goal up doesn't happen under the, old, the other regime because he's not in that right frame of mind, Rob. He doesn't do that skill. I think he'd get his body on the ball. I think he'd set it up. He'd probably roll it back to, to, to somebody and keep it safe. Mm. And, and then I think, the Marci- di- I think that's the difference. Yeah, and was it Martial that crossed to yeah. Pogba? I yeah, mean, the outside he, he of his probably foot wouldn't. I mean, there's all sort of interchange going yeah, on because yeah. you can interchange when you have yeah. the ball. Yeah, if you've got you've got to have possession of the ball to be able to move around, and make those runs, and feel comfortable about leaving your left spot mm. and going somewhere else because they're probably going to keep the ball. So much more possession, Rob, which is the way it should yeah. be at Manchester yeah. United. Uh, and Pogba now, I mean, what's that? Four goals and three assists in yeah. three games. games. And of course, we know mm. they're not the top of games so yeah. far yeah Newcastle to, to, to come and then Spurs yeah. so that's when we, we'll start to see a little bit more of a test but yeah I mean the only thing I'd say Rob and I don't know what you think on this is that, that they look they look pretty pretty open defensively yeah, that's what I was saying yeah against a better team right yeah so that that you'll I mean, have I, to I, you'll have to address finally you will yeah. I think right yeah. now yeah uh, who cares? Players like, if they can score three side. or four, yeah, yeah. three or four, and they might concede one mm. or two, who yeah. cares? I yeah. think the fans right now want to see mm. these players express themselves to see what they've got in the squad and what they're capable of. I mean, Lukaku comes on and scores a goal, Rob. I mean, it, the feel-good factor yeah. is obviously back. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying, don't be surprised, Man United fans, if over the next few weeks you're going to concede some goals, it looks like. But well, they me. might have but, to do a little bit more work on yeah. the training ground, Mike yeah. Feelings there, and yeah. and yeah, I think that's okay. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go down Johnny Kneejerk. You know where oh, I'm going. No. Oh, you're you not going top I'm four. Going. Right? You're going top four? No, no, I'm not going top four. Where are you going? I'll need to get the job before end of the season. Oh. I mean, if, if, if they keep going, does, does Ed Woodward pull him in and say, okay, <laughs> here's a couple the of the end years. of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sir, calm down, <laughs> calm down. Wins the Champions League, gets the job, and oh, glory, glory, man. FA Cup. No, it's just, I think, mm. without having to labour it, I think we know what's going on yeah. there. Yeah. It, it's the freedom, it's mm. the trust in possession and football, and the fans have got to be loving it. Well, they are loving it at the yeah. moment, and the players are certainly enjoying it. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they've it's got, all good times. Let's see if they can keep it going, man. kind of feel like they've got their United back. Let, let's turn yeah. our attention to the other end of the table, Rob. Some, some interesting yeah. games affecting those at the bottom of the table. None more so that Fulham and Huddersfield, a huge game for, for two teams down in, in the bottom three. Fulham actually ended up winning the game, Mitrovic getting the goal, but it, the game was surrounded by all kinds of controversy when Fulham won a penalty kick. Mitrovic was the designated penalty taker. Abdullah... Abdul, um, grabs the ball wants the ball was quite aggressive in saying he wanted to take the kick he took the kick and the kick was saved and fortunately for, for Fulham Mitrovic came up with, with a big moment but Claudio Ranieri Rob was not a happy man this is what he had to say about the whole incident 
It almost went horribly wrong, the penalty. What was your view from the sideline with the uh, camera saying it was his and Mitrovic mm, wanting I, it? <laughs> I said to everything to him and to, to leave the ball to Mitrovic because Mitrovic is the man who had to, to shoot the penalty. And uh, it's unbelievable what, what he did because uh, he didn't respect me, he didn't respect the club, the, 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 his teammates and the crowd. I spoke with him, uh, but it's not, it's not right, it's not right. So when he failed to score the penalty, what's going through your mind then? I want to kill him. <laughs> Classic Claudio. I mean, he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's absolutely right, of course. Um, I, I just, you know, it, it, is, he, is it a little bit out of order, Rob, to do it publicly yeah. like that? I, I, oh. Obviously, he's told him in the dressing yeah, room, like, you yeah. should have. So, so it's out there. Mm. I just... I don't know. Well, I don't know whether could, it keep, needed to keep be that, ridiculed. Could keep that in the dressing room, you think? I think so. I mean, does it does it add extra does pressure add, on Kamara? Like, yeah. I mean, it worked out. They won yeah, the game, and Mitrovic yeah, scored yeah. the winning goal. Um, but of course, it's great entertainment. And Ranieri, you know, we'll 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 love his soundbite, his personality, yeah, we and all they need those, those three points yeah. well, didn't they? They did. Just a quick word on Huddersfield, Rob. Uh, they're having a struggle. And Jonas Lerzel came out for, for an interview after. Obviously, he was the man who, who made the penalty save and then conceded really late on to Mitrovic. And I don't think I've ever seen a Premier League player so low after mm. 20 games of 18 to go. Almost look like they're resigned to, to, to their fate. Yeah, he looks defeated, doesn't he? Mm. And I, I know we all we all feel bad after games, yeah. but it was particularly bad. I mean, they've lost the last five, Rob. Yeah, they've got... Sure. 10 points in 20 games. I mean, it, it looks forlorn. I mean, what, what have they got? Five, five points away from it? I mean, it's... Uh... They've got a window, Rob. They have got a window. They have, it's the second season yeah. in. They might have to gamble on it and, and throw some money at it and have a go. Well, it's one of them where they'll just get a loan player, Rob, because of, like, who's going to go... Who's, what, no one's going to go there and sign for them with a, with a immediate threat of relegation. You know, Solanke or some other players that aren't mm. playing, can, they, can Wagner somehow manage to get somebody in to score goals? Because, yeah, if they can get a couple in that on loan from some of the bigger clubs yeah. that want to be playing, then they've got a chance. But it's really tough to see now. Unless something like that happens, they're a goner. I mean, yeah. they, they can't... I mean, that's a run they've got to go on now, which looks beyond them the way that they're playing. Yeah. I think uh, it's a big struggle for David Wagner. Second season syndrome has certainly hit. He's got a January window to try and sort things out. Just a couple of uh, mentions for a couple of other results, Rob. I'm going to give a little mention to Neil Warnock in Cardiff, Victor yeah. Camarasa, with a uh, brilliant late winner for them, first away win for them. And you, you never bet against this Neil Warnock, would you? And, and somehow scraping his team up, he, he'd be delighted if his team can be 17th or, and above anywhere is an absolute bonus for them. So, great result for them this weekend. And what about Burnley? Uh, 2-0 win for them against West Ham. Sort of streaky West Ham. We were on great form in December, but um, lost 2-0 today. Tom Heaton back into the team, Rob. Joe Hart was mm. dropped to the bench. I thought that was big move by Sean Dyche and Chris Wood uh, getting an important goal for them. So, a huge three points for Burnley in that fight against uh, them down at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, West Ham are a funny side, aren't they? Mm. West Ham are a funny side. I mean, they're, they're, who knows what you're going to get from them? You know, really good at Southampton. Uh, and this game, they weren't. I mean, Burnley desperately, desperately needed that victory. And they mm. desperately needed a goal scorer. So Chris, Chris Wood yeah. is probably going to play a lot now, I would think, because all the others have played and not really done particularly well. Um, he had other chances to score as well in, in the game. And, and you kind of look at it now, Rob. Maybe it's a good time to look at the, the bottom of the table. I mean, it is really, really yeah, tight. Cardiff is, City yeah. right now... I mean, they're 16th. I mean, mm. they can, that's going to be phenomenal if they can stay Good out of the points, bottom yeah. three. It's Southampton, it's the interesting one, and, and Burnley for me. Mm. Now, Burnley, I think we both would expect, 
with this guy and with this squad to get enough results to get out of it. Southampton, you know, again, really close to the relegation zone after um, some couple of defeats. So really, really tight. Cardiff City right now uh, must be happy with where yeah, they are uh, and Newcastle in it. I mean, I think you look at the table, Rob, I, I looked at it, you know, and it's, it's three definite groups. You've got a top six, yeah, a to middle six. seven mm. and a bottom seven. And there's six points between those groups. So that that's what we've got right now. So you're going to get what you want to know in those groups. Yeah. Um, and Crystal Palace are the highest of those. They're on 19 points after 20. They can still go down, I think, above that when you get to Brighton at 25 after 20. Yeah, I think they'll be okay. They look okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fascinating the way it's uh, shaping up at the bottom as well. Yeah, and the January window is going to be so important to those teams, especially in in that bottom league you talked about, that bottom yeah. seven teams who were desperate for points and effort. Desperate to uh, avoid those last three places. So that's it from us, mate, on uh, our last podcast of 2018. Thank you so much for all our listeners for your support. and looking forward to a great 2019. And as ever, we'd love you to rate and review the show by downloading the two Robbies on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you like, where we can improve, and we'll read out the best responses. So all roads lead to the Etihad on Thursday when City hosts league leaders Liverpool in a huge match with winning title implications. And we'll have our next podcast right after that game on Thursday, so look out for that, January the 3rd. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening, and Happy New Year. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.